Moncrief on News Talk. Time for Tell Me Now, uh, Tell Me Why with uh, Graham Finlay. As ever, if you have a question for Graham, you can send it in to afternoon at newstalk.com. Today's question is this Why can't I whistle? And Graham joins us now on News Talk. Good afternoon, Graham. Good afternoon. I would have blithely assumed that the ability to whistle, while you have to learn it, that there may be some sort of genetic, you know, the way a genetic component, you know, the way some people can fold their tongue around and other people can't. And it's not actually an ability. You either can do it or you can't do it. I kind of always assumed that about whistling. Is that the case? No. I mean, and again, I'm surprised at how many people can't whistle. Now, we're talking about straight out mouth puckered whistling. That's not easy to say, actually. Um, now, there are, of course, these more recherche forms of whistling, the, the famous putting your fingers in your mouth, which I've never been able to do. Me neither. You, know, yeah. you, can, you can cup your hands and whistle, and, and you might have seen people do that, and, and do bird calls and things like that. And then tongue whistling, which is basically making noises in your mouth, but is, I guess, a bit like whistling. Um, but, you know, just I was kind of surprised how many people uh, say they can't whistle of any of those types where you, you put your lips together and blow in the words of Lauren Bacall, Right, which nobody will remember that movie. But um, <laughs> and um, you know, but a lot of people say they can't whistle, and a lot of people think they whistle badly, and um, which is which is genuinely interesting because, as you say, it's a physical effort. It's not something you do the way babies learn to talk. It's not something you might necessarily learn, but and it takes work. You can tire your mouth out and and so forth. But very very few people have any kind of actual impossibility whistling and um, it's certainly not genetic the way you know tongue rolling is as you say so uh, right so you, everybody can whistle everybody can whistle i mean there's some, some speculation that if you have some extremely rare problems with your sort of vocal cords like especially if they don't close the whole way you might not be able to whistle but then you've probably got bigger problems uh than than that because you just have to constrict the flow of air out the front of your mouth and then do it at the back of your mouth and use your tongue. And actually, most of the work is being done by your, your, your tongue. As If you try to whistle, um, and if you, if you can whistle, try it, uh, you, you can use your tongue and, and you use it to, to model, moderate the resonation of the air through your mouth um, in really sophisticated sorts of ways. I mean, I've got really detailed written instructions about how to whistle, which are completely useless uh, and certainly not good for the radio. But um, our tongues are capable of form and vocal cords are capable of forming almost an infinite number of sounds. So it's not surprising that we're very good at using them to whistle. But there are lots of great videos online if you really do want to, to learn how to whistle, one of which is the art of manliness, where apparently being able to stick your fingers in your mouth and, and possibly wolf whistle is part of what it is to be a man. Indeed, indeed it is. Uh, and, but but it, uh, it seems to, all the variants of it, do they all require some sort of tone dexterity? They definitely do, and, and, and control of your breathing and so forth. Uh, so, so even if you're just trying to, to use a certain amount of force, the force through your hands, and again, this is very impressive if you see it done, especially to do bird calls, um, you know, you're still controlling the tongue and, and your breathing so that you, you get the right amount of force. And one big problem with people who can't whistle is they may be trying too hard. Apparently, mm. you, um, uh, you, you often tend to overblow if you're, if you're failing to succeed at whistling, whereas you should moderate the amount of force of, of breathing, which uh, keeps the whistling going. Right. A uh, fun fact for people, and this came up when... when, when uh, um yeah, Graham first tweeted he was doing the subject today. Uh, a lot of people mentioned that Michael Healy Ray is a champion whistler. 
Uh, so he has a very dexterous tongue. There you go. There's a thought you didn't uh, you didn't think you uh, needed to have uh, in your head uh, at all. Uh, and, and so if if you can't whistle, then th- there's possibly a, a physical reason for that, Graham. There is, but no, really. You sh- if you can't whistle, it's because you haven't tried enough. Um, you know, so I, I'm sure I can overcome my lack of manliness and and whistle with my fingers in my mouth. Um, so, so the, really, the only way to do is practice, because <clears throat> it is an artificial an artificial thing. But you know, it is very very useful, uh, which is why one of the the particular problems we're encountering is maybe the reason you're not practicing your whistling is that people don't whistle as much. So. So a lot of people have this sense that you used to hear people walking down the street and whistling or whistling while, while they work, proverbially, um, whistling the tunes of the day. But uh, many people think that you don't hear people whistle as much. And, mm. and people are trying to figure out why. Um, so people whistle for all sorts of reasons, it, you know, like all kinds of music which you drum out on the table or you, know, you, you hum or, or you sing quietly to yourself while you're doing something else. You know, it does seem to make you feel good. And then there are debates about whether you can use it when you feel bad to make yourself feel a little better. Um, so we're really missing out on that if we, we have fewer whistlers than we used to. Um, but again, some people online were saying, you know, I haven't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm whistling less now or I'm less able to whistle than I used to. And I think it may be because we aren't. And some, one theory about why we aren't whistling as much is that now that we all have pre-recorded sound, on our phones and you know it's, it's basically the sony walkman which is done for whistling <laughs> you know that's a lot better than the music we might make to ourselves while we're doing some kind of other task yeah so. that also begs the question why did we start whistling in the first place was it to create music or was there some other function to it it seems like it's um it's got all sorts of functions <clears throat> it's got as many functions as as you can imagine um and indeed they finally because one of the reasons you're not going to learn how to whistle from me um, or from maybe necessarily anybody else except for with diagrams, is most of the action happens inside the mouth. And so they've taken MRI images of people's mouths as they whistle, and, and they find that they, they may be the same shapes as formed by the great apes who are capable of whistling, um, which means that they may be capable of speech. And whistling in many, many places has been turned into a language. Uh, hmm. Now, there's all sorts of different ways it can, it can be used. Um, it can be used as a sort of code. And if you look at, um, there are videos about this as well, bosun's calls have been used on ships since almost the, you know, the Middle Ages uh, as a way of, of getting sort of commands and announcements and people's attention quickly. And they have quite strict calls with, with particular tones, which all mean something. And they usually mean something important, like we're about to crash, or you should get up on deck, or we'll crash, and, and things like that. Mm. Um, and, and so, but these are actual languages, and, and they're all over the world. And they seem to occur in places where there's, you know, hills with maybe a lot of fog, um, but certainly where people find themselves far apart. And, and they need to communicate because there's a reason we use whistles on the sports pitch, um, on, on boats like bosun's calls. Um, it's because a whistle goes much, much farther than shouting. You, you know, a shout can be heard maybe 200 yards away, whereas a whistle can be up to a mile away or 1.6 kilometers away um, or even more. And, and so all of these cultures separately in, in Oaxaca in Mexico, in the Atlas Mountains in Morocco, in, in Papua New Guinea, in uh, Ethiopia, and in Turkey, where it's been most studied, all of these whistle languages 
um, evolved among sort of shepherds and people on the mountains who wanted to coordinate um, at long distances. Um, so perhaps not surprisingly, maybe the association of shepherds with bandits, um, you know, it's also <laughs> been used by bandits and, uh, and, and, and the like in places like Crete to sort of warn of the coming of, um, you know, say in the case of Crete, it was Nazi uh, soldiers who, who um, the Cretans really resisted quite stoutly, both as shepherds and as bandits. Now, I'm not saying anything about Michael Healy Ray here yeah. uh, at all. Um, it's, that's more competitive whistling, apparently. He, he, more competitive. He's a really lovely whistler, I have to say. Yeah. You didn't think you were going to spend the rest of the day like watching and listening to Michael Healy Ray whistle, but now you will. Yeah, you um, will. And, I, I, and he's I, not I, trying too hard. That's the key thing. That's the so. key thing. Let me read you out a couple of texts, though. Uh, Ray says, uh, fact, I can only whistle when I see a pretty babe. Oops. Hope the woke police don't read this. Uh, John in Cork says, the women uh, the reason men don't whistle anymore is because the fear women uh, think they are whistling at them and a lawsuit uh, might occur. And well, just to uh, ease your minds, John, uh, uh, women love having men whistling at them. That's what they live for. Uh, and, and Ray, that's the same thing. Uh, no complaints about that altogether. Where did that particular practice come from, the wolf whistle? Yeah, well, that's actually, you know, that's, um, they actually make a good point because the woke police will actually come after them in France where there's a law against catcalling and wolf whistling which apparently is endemic to France as part of what, and this needs to be taken very seriously, um, everyone sees as a really systematic, endemic culture of sexual harassment. And so you can now be fined for catcalling and wolf whistling uh, women um, on the street and so forth, and hundreds of men have been. So those texters um, should look for the woke police to come after them soon. Well, they're actual Um, police rather than woke police. But these are actual police. Yeah. They're, They're the actual police. And, um, and that's a really interesting story because it's a relatively recent phenomenon which has now become, and this is not recently, for 50 years been identified with sexual harassment and um, it became quite uncool in the 1970s. So those wolf whistlers out there are really either very retro or haven't been following um, how women actually feel about it. But um, in any case, um, they tried to trace it back to, to both the expression wolf whistling and the practice. And they think it goes back to sort of Albanian shepherds who once again are these people on mountains with sheep separated from men, separated from each other who want to communicate. And they, they found that initial sound was like, or something like that. Now you can tell I'm a rubbish whistler, <laughs> um, but uh, you all know what it sounds like. And um, you know, and that was their sign for wolf. Um, ah. and, so, and, and so they think that's where it's from, but it really becomes popular through the cartoons of Tex Avery, which has a wolf who goes around basically sexually harassing people and, and having these really outsized reactions to, um, in this case, it's a little red riding hood who turns out to be a sultry torch singer. Um, and uh, that was very popular. This was almost censored by the, by the, the censors of, of, of World War II, but um, the men liked it, uh, and so the soldiers liked it, and, and so they let it pass. And that seems to have gotten the soldiers wolf whistling at women um, around the place, and people remember them doing it in, in, in Second World War uh, England when they'd been stationed there. And they sort of brought it back, and, and then this wolf whistling became a real stereotype, which is how it figures in this uh, movie, to have and have not, where... Um, Humphrey Bogart ends up whistling at Lauren Bacall at the, mm. at the very end, a very famous, famous scene involving wolf whistling. Um, and it seems to have really taken off. 
partly through this cultural suggestion until its sort of negative qualities became pretty clear and it seems to become associated with someone who's really cheeky but maybe someone who's really maybe dissolute and uncaring about you know how other people feel which um, led to people questioning whether men should do it at all. Uh, indeed. Uh, Graham, uh, fascinating. Uh, thanks a million uh, as ever and uh, we will lead this lot with the silky tongue scales of Michael Healy Ray. Moncrief on News Talk.